this is for all my imperfects out there. Yes, the journey is hard and sometimes it isn't fair, but you will make it. You're perfect in God. Okay, y'all, so that was my husband. Um, He walked in. Uh, He didn't know I was doing a podcast, but I didn't even know I was going to do a podcast this morning. Um, I usually wake up even earlier than my normal time to do a podcast, to have enough time to talk to you all and to do it before he or my son, K.O., wakes up. So this morning, um, I was reading a devotional. And I thought of y'all, and I was like, I need to do a podcast Why this ideal is fresh on my mind, why this verse is really in my spirit, why it's on my heart. So, this is an unexpected podcast, to say the least. You might hear more. Um, The birds are chirping now. Like, I wake up before the sun gets up just to talk to y'all, and now um, the the sun will be popping up soon. But, anyways... Welcome to A Story by Ori Podcast, and today I'm going to tell you a story about preparing for your harvest, how to plant your seeds, and what to expect while your seeds are being planted. So, whatever you're doing today, keep driving, keep getting dressed, keep doing what you have to do, and enjoy this story time with Ori with me. Okay, y'all, I don't even plan to even be talking to y'all long. Um, I just know when the Spirit moves me, it's my job to obey it and to let um, God speak through me. So I'm only a vessel to what I feel that God wants me to share to someone that's going to hear this podcast episode today. I want to start off with why I decided to do this unexpectedly in the verse that really triggered it. So in John 12:24 it says, "I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soul and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. So, I read it, and you're like, okay, how did that trigger you to talk to us today? Let me tell you why. Some of us are going through seasons, and we're complaining. We're mad at the process that it's going to take to get to where we need to be in life. We're mad at the time and we're mad at how long we've been dealing with the same thing forever and ever and ever. Well, let me go back to that verse for y'all. We have to be seeds first. Seeds get planted in dirt. That seed has to die to be to like sprout up and become fruit bearing fruit. 
some of us aren't willing to be buried to harvest, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Some of us don't want the dirt thrown on us first to sprout a boogie. And that's the problem. We have to endure the dirt before we smile at the sunshine. The sunshine is helping us grow, but also the rain, also the dark areas, also the moisture in the ground that it gets from a cloudy day. Like so many different things goes into us sprouting up, but we're complaining that we're going through that season. And I just want to tell you to stop doing it. Stop complaining. Whatever you ask God to do for you and whatever you've been praying about, God heard you. He did. But now he wants you to hear him. And now he wants to hear Now he wants to tell you, okay, I heard you. But in order for you to get this, you need to go through that. And if you're not willing to go through that, you won't get it. So I want to read that verse again for y'all. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels. A plentiful harvest of new lives. It's death, y'all. Another thing that came to me as I was reading this verse is the fact that we're all following our dreams, no matter what stage we are in life. But there's still some things that we need to let die in our lives to get to a new level. Somebody listening to this needs to let something go that they keep holding on to that needs to die. Like, until that dies, you won't get that plentiful harvest that God has waiting on you. I've I've had seasons, and I continue to have seasons, where things have to die. Like, I, and I always, I never mind sharing a personal story with y'all because um, I feel like it's going to help and that's the that's the essence of this podcast. It's a story about Ori. So my story relating to this today is, um, well, first and foremost, today is my son's, he's five months. And I'm super happy as I, I look at him. My husband had walked in here to tell me that um, we took the sonogram to find out that he was baking inside of me a year ago today. A year ago, this is when we found out that I was pregnant with a baby. We didn't know it was a boy yet, but we knew I was pregnant with a baby a year ago today. But him even telling me that reminds me of where I was a year ago. A year ago, I was in an apartment with my husband, newlyweds, just a few months in of being married. Um, After we found out that I was pregnant, we came back home. And we started thinking, okay, I was already being like super sick, y'all. Like I was extremely sick. And I wasn't at the point where I had decided that I wasn't going to work. 
But I knew during that trimester, I was still in my first trimester, that I couldn't work. So I was hoping by the second trimester I could go um, get a job and help bring some money in. So my husband was working at a hardware store. He was only making minimum wage. And the bills that we had, which were mainly mine, because after we got married, we just basically moved into my, my apartment. Um, he couldn't afford, like, what I was, what I had wasn't equivalent to what he made. So we were going to have to let some things go, a.k.a. put to death a lot of stuff. So we were still trying to figure out what we were going to do. And his dad, we went to go visit our in-laws, and his dad pulled him aside, and he said, come come out here. Come back home. He was like, bring your wife. Y'all need to be in a safe haven. Y'all got a baby coming. Y'all need to save up. And y'all can't save up in that apartment trying to pay all those bills, and she's not even working now because she's sick. So just come out here. We didn't even have to ask. They invited us to their home. The the. The first agreement was we were going to stay two months. And since my husband had a job, he would pay a little bit of money just to help out since we were there. Um, But two months turned into, I want to say four. I stopped counting because I, I gave it up to God. But I want to say it was about four months. So in the midst of this, y'all, I had to let go of everything I owned, like all my bills. I was happy. I was content. But God was like, nope. I had to let that go. And I had to let go of the apartment that God had told me to step out on faith to get. And that story of how I got the apartment, I'll say that for another day. So I was heartbroken. Almost all my things had to go into a storage because we couldn't move everything out to their home. And the only thing we took was our clothes and our central HBA items, our phones, stuff like that. And that was it. So we moved back into his old room that he used to live in before we, um, before he moved into an apartment with me. And I was heartbroken. I didn't understand what was going on in that season. I didn't understand why God was taking me through that. I mean, I knew I was pregnant, but I was like, ugh. You know, and after two months, I was just a, a total wreck. I was like, dang it. Because during the two months, what, what I did was I started looking for homes. I started looking at trailer homes. Um, I started looking for um, everything. And then when God had blessed him with a new job, I just knew that the next step God was about to put us in the house. So once he got his new job, I just knew everything was about to take off. Because he got that like a few weeks later after we moved into um, after we moved into their home. So we were applying, and we were even getting approved at own homes, y'all, like beautiful um, mobile trail homes. And I was so excited. I was like, okay. But it was hard to save money. Like, we had to put down payments for whatever we were going to move into. We even found something that I was, was our budget. And it was something... I'm so sorry, y'all, with that yarn. But anyway, something was stopping us. Like, even with the one we found that was our budget. Like, it seemed to be the perfect house. It was exactly what I prayed for. It was way below what it should have been sold for. Because I was like, we getting a real good deal. And even with that, we wasn't making moves on it. It was hard to save for the down payment, even with that house that was our budget. So, I remember being... 
I remember, I think I stayed out there longer than four months, y'all. I think I was like five. I think it was like five months, almost six. Because we had a gender reveal out there and everything. And I was really sad after gender reveal. I was like, dang, man. We might still have to be here even after my son is born. So anyways, I remember being like eight months. Yeah, I think I was eight months pregnant, y'all. Yeah, I definitely stayed out there six months, yeah. So I remember being like eight months pregnant, and we were, we were in his room. And I told my husband, I said, babe, we need to move some things around in this room to get ready for KO. We have to get ready to put his bassinet in here and things of that nature so we can get adjusted to having an additional person in this room. And I don't care. I don't care how big a room is. When more and more people come in, it gets smaller and smaller. So we were already suffocating in the room, and we were about to bring this new human being in there. And um, I was just like, we got to we gotta adjust. And I felt the moment, the moment I said it, I felt the weight being lifted off. It was like God saying, finally. And I was thinking to myself, okay. I didn't think nothing of it. I just felt the feeling, and I kind of went on about my day. The next day, I went to go see my godmother. And this is when everything came full full force. She asked me how the home buying process was going. I told her I had let it go. It was too many different things going on in my mind. And I just told her I let it go. And I told her that I was preparing for, you know, just living out there with my son. Throughout this whole process of me looking for a home and me kind of complaining, I even fasted a little bit to get my mind right and things of that nature, she was already working on a home that was right across the street from where I used to live. I didn't even know that's, that was what her and her husband did. They worked on homes and they fixed them up for people to buy or rent. And she gave me a deal on the house that I'm living in now that I could not refuse. And I moved in this home, like, I want to say two to three weeks before I had my son. If that ain't a testimony of letting something go, while God grows it and throws the dirt on it for it to sprout, I don't know what he is. Because that's exactly what I had to do. And when I let go of me trying to find my house and me trying to do this and me trying to do that, God said, okay, now let me do it. And literally the next day, she was telling me about this house. It's beyond all the prayers I prayed for. It's back in the neighborhood I fell in love with. And I'm with my husband and my son, and I couldn't be happier because I'm at peace. And that was the last time that I went through a storm and I let the world worry me. I've went through another storm since then that I'll save for another day. And throughout that whole storm, y'all, I was at peace because I knew dirt was being thrown on me for me to rise above it and get even more blessings and we just finished that storm about a week ago and we've received even more blessings so 
That's what I mean, y'all. Let go. Let God take control. I can't guarantee you that it's going to be a 24-hour turnaround like mine was. But it's going to happen. You can't control everything. You can't be your own God. And a lot of us try to do that. We try to be our own God. We're not here for that, y'all. God tells us what to do. And then whatever we can't do, we give to him. And sometimes even what we can do, he say, nah, I got it. So I want y'all to work on the difference. That five-month-old is waking up. But like I said, I wasn't, um, this podcast wasn't even meant to be long. I just had to share that message. Let go, let God, y'all. He has something for you. But he's waiting on you to give what you got to him. Lord, I thank you for this revelation this morning. I thank you for me realizing how important it was for me to do this unplanned episode and talk to everyone listening to this podcast. I want to pray for them, Lord. I pray for their lives. I pray that they continue to let go and let you work in their lives and for you to show them what you really have in store for them. I pray for them to fight through the dirt so they can sprout up and they can be the beautiful beings that they were meant to be. And even when they think that's, that that's the end, that, that's, that the journey's over, that you throw more dirt on them, that they sprout up even more and become even bigger than their wildest dreams. I thank you for giving me this revelation a year to date of when I let go and let you work in my life. It's amazing how you work. And I thank you for everything you've done and for blessing me with this podcast. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank y'all for listening to my story for today. Y'all go out there and be great.